Voices for Change. I'm Celeste Ianville, your host, and today we are joined by an incredible person, Nana Churcher. Nana has achieved incredible success as a motivational speaker, talk show host, and author. And amongst all of that, she finds the time to actually volunteer for CAFOD as well. Amazing. So a huge welcome to you, Nana. Yay! <laughs> I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am so honoured to be here. Oh, we're really happy to have you here. And, um, you know, it would be really great to start off by having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and your journey. Well, my name is Mrs. Nana Chaita. I'm married to one husband. I have four amazing kids, three girls and a beautiful, handsome boy. I am a talk show host, as Celeste said, an author of a book, The Power of Your Words and Bigger Dreams, which just launched. I'm also um, a business lady. I do. I wear so, so, so many hats. But the one that people know me more for is my show, the Nana Cheche Show, which is my childhood dream come true. Oh, fantastic. So I can't wait to delve in deeper about all of that. Um, But before we do that, we're going to jump into our getting to know our guest section um, of the podcast. So it's a quick fire round. Nana, are you ready? Yes, I'm fired up. Okay, good. Okay, so tell us about a saint that inspires you and why. The saint that inspires me is Saint Martin de Porres. Okay. He is a saint who cares for the sick. I love him because I love taking care of the sick. In my spare time, apart from volunteering for Calford, yeah. I also take care of the sick, the palliative, and you know, make them feel um, very important, very loving before if they have to they are passing on, they pass on and that that's why I, I he is my favourite saint. Oh fantastic. Um and if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? One food. Just oh, who eats one food? I know one food. Hey I don't write the questions. So. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be fried plantain and beans. Mm. Have you tried that before? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's it's one of the food that I, I so love. Um, it's plantain, the right one. You fry it and then you cook the beans, make a sauce, mix it up and yummy. It's, it's amazing. I think, yeah, I will go with that. Do you like to make your sauce extra spicy? Um, yeah, you know, you know, I'm from Africa, from yeah. Ghana. We love spices. Love the spice. Yes. I love the spice. Yes. Okay. So, still on the food theme, if you could have dinner with any historical figure, who would it be and why? Oh, it would have been um, the late President Mandela, but he's gone. Am I still... Can I still... Yeah, yeah. it still counts. Yeah, because, you know, he... I'm a person of love. Mm. See, I've got my love jumper. Yeah. I'm a person of love. And for all that he went through and came out and forgave people and talked about love... I would have just loved to sit with him and get that wisdom because I love to hang around people with wisdom and he was one person that I had on my vision board but unfortunately he passed on. But hopefully I'll get to meet some of his, you know, children or great-grandchildren to, to know more about this remarkable man. He truly was remarkable. Um, and what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received in your journey as a TV host? Well, um, not just as even as a TV host, but as a human being, mm. there is a saying that which I got from a, a remarkable lady, Mary Kay Ash. I, I, I used to be a Mary Kay sales 
director is on everybody's forehead is written make me feel important and we live in a generation where um or in a world where we look down on certain people with certain job criteria or status mm. but in this journey everybody matters from the cleaner to the uh, the guy behind the scenes and every one of us each one of us must feel important because you never know when you cross paths with people you never never know where you need people's help they also say that the people you meet on your way up are the same people or the people you meet on your way down are the same people you meet on your way up so when i treat you great when i make you feel important around me you never know maybe you might be the next prime minister and you might employ me you never know <laughs> so it's important that we make people feel important when we are around us in our space that's fantastic and totally agree with that so amazing we're going to dive into our conversation then yeah. today so first of all you mentioned your tv show um i'd love to know more about it how did you start the nana church's show and also what is the aim of the show wow Nana Chichisho can take all days, but I'm going to cram it up. Okay. <laughs> so it's my childhood dream come true. I, it's my baby. And when I was a little girl, little, little, little girl, I, I used to watch Oprah, the Oprah Winfrey show. And in school, I loved, you know, getting to know people, why they do what they do. I was the first that would jump up to tell stories. I didn't like maths though. <laughs> so when I, when I, be, I came into my adulthood, this was, this, was eating me up. I, I so wanted to do it. I had blocks upon blocks upon blocks. And then when I traveled and then I got married, um, one day I got an invitation to a party and the MC didn't show up. So it was an opportunity for me. So the host said, oh, we know you speak good English. So come and, you know, host it for us. And in doing that, you know, when you go to parties, the MC is just... But I made sure everybody around the table was getting involved in the, in the party. Right. When we came home, I told my husband, I want to start my show, please. And he gave me his blessing. And then I thought, okay, we're going to call it. We had so many names. And then a friend of mine came. We were going down the road to buy food. And I asked him, so what are you going to do here? Just come from Afghanistan. And I said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm studying videography. I said, fantastic. I want to start my show. So in the, in the walking down to buy the food, we forgot about the food. He said, I've got the cameras in my car. So there was a, a, a barber who is from Ghana and he's doing so I said, let's go there. Let's talk to him and see. So we took the cameras, went, and I told him that, look, I'm starting the show and I want to use you as my pilot. So, you know, Tell me how you started your barbering shops and all that. And then all the people who came to cut their hair became our audience. And then when we finished, everybody was clapping. And I thought, this is amazing. Let's start it. And then my friend decided to leave me. He had to go. He had to study. Then a friend came back. He was passing and he said, we, I talked about the show and we had put some stuff on, on YouTube then. Okay. And then he goes, did you know that? Those guys behind your house are media people. 
and I have been going in the house selling Mary Kay to the wife in and out, and oh, I never knew. You never knew. I never knew. Oh. So I stopped whatever I'm doing. Yeah. I was doing, and I rushed to the house, <laughs> and I said, "Uncle Martin, Uncle Martin, I'm starting my show, please." <laughs> and I was, you know, if you love what you do, you're so excited about it. You, mm-hmm. I didn't think of the pros and cons of it. I just went for it. Right. And then he said, "Okay, come, let's sit down and talk." Mm-hmm. And then I showed them what we had done. We had filmed. And they said, okay, we will come on board. And then that was how the Nana Checha show was back. And it has not been easy. We have I've met so many people by saying good morning, by saying hello, and going to events, networking events. And through that, day at a time, a day at a time, we are where we are today. What a story amazing and it goes to show how you can have this dream like you had you said yeah. such a little girl yeah. and then circumstances now sort of align yeah and you can just make it happen yes like and, the, and the aim of it mm. is to ignite the greatness in us okay. each and everyone i believe in everyone that comes around me that there is something they were created for and sometimes we don't get if we don't go to school or even school we don't get to learn a lot of stuff and people, uh, the saying goes that there are a lot of people who have passed on. You go to the cemetery and there's a, a wealth of greatness there. And I use the show as, as my, my dream has come true. Somebody watching or listening to an interview can ignite the greatness in someone to also go ahead and do something. And also use it as a positive platform to promote love, promote greatness, and above all, make people know that they can do something with their lives. Hence, another church show. Okay, fantastic. And obviously, as you have been moving on with the show, it's it's got bigger. You've been um, interviewing lots of different guests. How did it feel? I guess when you started off in the studio, because uh, your show is on it's on television, isn't it? Yes, it's on. It's been on Vox Africa. Been on. ABN, uh, we've been in Ghana on TV3, which they are all um, ABN and Vox Africa platforms on Sky, um, Channel Sky platform, and then back home on DSTV, which was Africa, and now it's on Omega TV um, UK. And then we've also featured on international platforms like Essence, um, the Grammys, BET, Oscars. I mean, where can you find it? I'm always, I'm always there. Going. You are global, Leather. Yeah, you are yeah. global. So you've actually interviewed so many people from all walks of life. Do you have a person or a couple of people perhaps that really stuck out in your mind? Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. There is a lot. There is a lot. There is a lot. But I think one that really recently, I mean, I've interviewed from... Um, Brandy to Boris Kojo to Mary Mary. Um, wow. you've, you've been out there. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. Well, the, um, I've interviewed once upon a time, I think the meal of um, New Orleans. I've interviewed, I mean, now I'm growing, so, you know, I need to get my book going. But then so many of them. But what's recently stood out for me was a man who had um, such resilience of uh, traveling here and uh, got knocked by hit and run and stayed in the hospital for um, months. They didn't have family here. His legs 
um, with getting rotten, and now he is he's built a multi-million uh, uh, business. It's somebody who could have said, "Okay, I don't have anyone. I'm going to die. Leave me and die," or just use his disability to just sit down and do just give up on life. Mm. And when I interviewed him, I was so so thankful for what I do because it's it's really told me that the human spirit can overcome so much if you don't give up. And that for me is really stand up, especially this year. So yeah. What motivates you, Nana? What keeps you going? Wow, what keeps me going? Life. Mm. What keeps me going is God created all of us for a purpose. And every day when I wake up, when I open my eyes and I say, thank you, Lord, it's an opportunity for me to live. It's an opportunity for me to do the things that I've been called to do. It's an opportunity to say, if I'm not gone, if I'm not dead, then I have to press on. I have to move on. I have people to motivate. I have people to inspire. I have people to encourage and tell them that, hey, you can do it. And that keeps me going. I heard you speak recently at an event in in the Southwark Diocese. um, And you you totally motivated everybody in the room. We were all like, that's fantastic. Your your speech was amazing. Um, So it's it's evident also that faith plays a significant role in your life. Um, Could you share how your faith inspires then and, and influences everything that you do? Well, faith is... To me, is everything. Mm. I, I am such a believer of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in God. And the Bible tells us that if we were made in the image and likeness of God. Yeah. And he is some God. Well, we haven't met God, but my faith makes me believe in him. That every day when you see the new plant, something growing, it shows that he is with us. And, and that gives me that joy, that peace, that resilience, that if he created me in his image and he's given me that power, that life to live and, and continue the work that he... It's like we are ambassadors. So yeah. my, my faith is, is it connects me as an ambassador of the Lord. And, and we represent him. So whatever I'm doing has to represent my creator. And, and that is why it plays so much in what I do. And also, I was wondering then, with your faith, because I, I mentioned that you're also a volunteer as well with CAFOD, mm. um, could you tell us a little bit about that? What is your volunteering role, and how long have you been doing it for? I've been doing it for, it's, I think it's getting to a year. Um, uh, CAFOD, yeah. I... I um I go to the um, Enfield Our Lady of um, Carmel and St George's, and uh, I met Tony. Oh, Tony Sheen. Tony Sheen. Yeah. We went for the welcoming evening, and because of what I do, I believe in not just being in a place and not affecting, you know, being effective, mm. you know. So they were asking what we were doing, and I said, I'm in the media, and. I would love to give my time. And and as a child of God, you, as I said, you always have to bring light to wherever you are. Yeah. So when Tony um, told me about what Catholic 
It's about, it's resonated with my values. And I said, oh, I'd love to, you know, give time because we don't just just be doing the things that we do as a TV host and all that. And not also give back. I love giving back to the community. And when he asked me to come, I, I was like, why not? I would. And yay, I'm here and I love it. I love volunteering. And what is, what is it that you volunteer as? So volunteering I, in the church? In the church. Yeah. So when there is a uh, talk days. Um, oh, for the like the appeals. Like the harvest. appeals, yes. Yeah. I have those days I do I do speak, stand in front of the audience and I appeal. I hold the envelopes, uh, I give out envelopes, I, I hold the basket for people to put in. And, and then if we have to come to the headquarters for training, I make sure I also get up and, and share. And through that, I was able, I was invited to speak at the, the seminar that you spoke about. Okay. See, again, it just shows all these doors. You do one thing and then another door opens and then another door opens. That is why you don't have to sit. That is why you give back. That is why whatever you're doing, because you never know. Yeah. You never, never, never know. Even if it's just going to hold a basket. Yeah. So your smile, you know, that one, one person say, you're always happy. It's because I'm alive. Mm-hmm. You know, your smile will attract somebody and want to know what you do, and then that is an avenue to share the gospel, that is an avenue to share what you do, and then you never know. If he can help, can recommend you to somebody else. I went and lifted up my hands and I said, I I, I want to give back. I never knew that would lead to this. If I had no volunteered and, and, and helping, I wouldn't be sitting here today. So you never, never know that one effort, that tiny given back to your community what it sets you up for i always say that um, our heavenly father plays chairs in heaven there is a day there is a time that he connects all of us every day i say i wake up looking forward to the day the golden opportunities but you make an effort Mm. i made an effort lifted up my hands say i will volunteer even if it's a basket Mm. and then it then I met Tony, Tony connected me to somebody, somebody. Then I met Nana, and Nana brought me here. And then today I'm on the Voices of Change. Yeah. That one going to hold a basket. Yeah. So you never know. You never know. What would you say then to people who might be interested in volunteering, um, but they don't know if it's for them or they don't know if they can do it, but perhaps... They, then they haven't really done public speaking before. What, what would you say to them to make them just it's, come and do it? We are different people. We yeah. all have gifts and talents. Mm. God created you not for being created. So you're not going to church or mass just for going for mass sake. Mm. But there is something in you, there is something about you that the Lord wants you to use to be a blessing. Mm. It might not be public speaking. It might be your smile. It might be going to arrange the chairs. It might be going to arrange the cameras, you know, and that you will help somebody. It might be making the teas and the coffees. Volunteering that alone can lead you to something, can lead you to your greatness. But until you take that step, you never, never know. And you don't want to um, be here, grow up, die and go, and then your, your life will be played to you and you say oh my god i should have met this person i should have met that person but because you did not go and volunteer 
you missed out on that. Out, yeah. And if you want to live your life to the fullest, mm. there is a saying that live to the full so that when you are on your bed, your dying bed, life will not come to you and say, oh, you should have done this and oh, you should have done that. Mm. Why are you taking us with you? You are full of greatness. But until you take that teeny step of volunteering, of going to say, okay, I want to do the cleaning. I want to arrange the chairs. I want to help with the commerce. I want to do the teas and coffees. I want to share the papers. I want to write the names. That alone will lead you to a door that you would never, ever thought it would have happened for you. So go and volunteer. Thank you for saying all of that because it's so important because I feel like you're sort of testament to that. Just by doing one thing, it could just be holding the basket, yeah. you know, taking donations. It could be making the teas and coffees. Everything makes a difference. And, and you know, that's what we try and sort of share with people and, and sort of inspire people to do that. So I think just hearing that from you and your experiences is amazing. The other thing also, if you want to, yeah. you think, we all have platforms. We're on social media. You have your yeah. Instagram, the, the young ones, the TikToks and the Snapchats yeah. and you know, even saying, okay, I would, I would share the Catholic post. I would take a picture and put it on my status. Mm. If you were volunteering by promoting, by advertising Catholic in, in, in those little, little things, yeah. you know, you never know. So no excuse for all of us. No excuse for all of us. <laughs> I like it. That's going to be our new tagline. Yeah. No excuse for yeah, all of us. No excuse. Tell me about um, that time that you were so close to meeting Oprah, who I know is one of your uh, favourite people. Oh, dear. Yeah, what happened? My heart. <laughs> so we were at Essence Festival. What's so that? Essence Festival is uh, an African-American, uh, one of the top festivals held in New Orleans every summer. Okay. So it happens between the end of July to the uh, end of June to the 4th of July, there about where families travel from all over the states and go so it's like your sisters your cousins everybody go and have fun the food the music the everything concerts wow, and amazing. um so we've been going till covid hit so we film i go in interviews and interviews and and stuff so there are conventions seminars and um that particular year oprah was the headliner among all the other guests. Wow. So, you know, I was like, yes, I'm <laughs> going to meet, I'm going to meet her. And we were at the front row, you know, we had our press passes. I sat with Gail. I'll, I'll, I'll share the point to one of the Share the point Gail, then, who's Oprah's bestie, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, you know, after she had spoken, I was like, that day, I think the night before I didn't sleep, I was like, <laughs> what are the questions you're going to ask her? So I had my five or three questions I was going to ask. Yeah. So when the time came for us to do the meet and greet, you get to meet the, the speakers. Um, the speak, everybody was going away in the, in the queue. And then when it got to my tent, this security lady closed the gate and said, that's it. No. I said, I said, no, it's my tent, it's my tent. And she said, I'm sorry. Another day. I, I was like, are you kidding me? I, you know, there's certain words I can't say it on it. So, you know, so I was, I was very distraught. Mm. And then they, they brought the cards, she sat in and then, you know, she left. So then... She opened the gate again so you can go. But then when I got there, they had sat her in the uh, in those small cars, you know, the, the, oh, like the golf, golf cart. Yeah. And she was being wheeled away. 
I stood there and I said to myself, this is not God's timing. Mm. I will meet her one day. And then what consoled me was I met her producer. Okay. And the producer who made sure she, she was at the event. Yeah. And then I said, oh, my name is Nana. I've just started my talk show. And, and then she said, okay, here, this is my phone. Put in your number. Amazing. And I will, and this is my, I said, and this is me. I was like, I don't think you're going to call me because this is a big woman. I said, you know, God, he said, put in your number and I'll give you a call. Okay. So I think in the haste of putting in, I didn't type the number right. What? So I got back to London, waiting and praying and fasting that this lady was going to call. She never called. The following year, we went back to Essence. Okay. And I was minding my business. It was so hot. I walked by a restaurant. And a voice, I'm so thirsty. It's so hot in New Orleans. And I said, let me pop into this restaurant. I went there and I asked the, the guy at the bar, I said, can I get some ice? Yeah. And then something said 10. I turned this, to, sat this producer again. No way. And then she saw me and she goes, I know you. You gave me your wrong number. Oh. And I said, you remember me? She said, of course, you and Nana. Oh the Nana changed your show. And I said, can I do a live with you? <laughs> can I do a live? So I went online and I did a live. Wow. And I said, there is a God who, when you leave your dream, you know, he will bring those people your way. And she, so I got the right number. We right. both said, anytime you're in the States. And she was like, why don't you move to New Orleans? And I said, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> but she said, anytime you're ready, yeah. give me a call. And ever since that, I've been holding on to that. <laughs> My God. So, so you see, wow. I missed her, but I got her back. <laughs> you got her back. I got her back. We did a wonderful interview. I was so happy. So, you know, yeah. Wow. Wow, I'm just kind of, I'm stunned, like... I have so many stories, another day. Another yeah, day. another day, I think you'll be coming back for part two of the podcast. But what an amazing story, so that's how yeah. it kind of, it turned around, so yeah. I feel that you, you are going to be meeting Oprah. Oh, definitely, like, you'll be interviewed it's, Oprah. It's, it's coming. Definitely, it's coming, because you know what, that's why I wrote my book, The Power of Your Words. Mm. All these things, I turned 50 this May, mm. and all the things that I have been saying with my mother and I'm praying and written on my vision board. I have taken them and it's coming to pass and it's coming to pass and it's coming to pass. Why? Because I'm saying it and I'm believing it. And our Heavenly Father created the universe with words. So whatever we say and believe in our hearts and our faith, we will receive it. It might take some time. The time I wanted to meet her, it did not happen. I don't know what the new year has. I don't know what years to come has, but I know one thing I know for sure that God will answer that prayer. Yeah. Yeah. He will. He will. Yes. So how, what do you say to people who are living in this, this times we're living in, you know, and there's a lot of negativity out there, but just speaking to you, you know, sitting with you, you radiate positivity um, and happiness. What would you say to people that are struggling to get that positivity or to feel like they've got a place in the world, they can make a change, or just to feel happy? I, I say that when you go to bed, you're not guaranteed you wake up the next morning. Mm -hmm. But come morning, some people say it's the alarm or it's not the alarm. 
is the grace of God. Come morning, you are up, or whatever time of the day you are up. When you wake up, you've got to be, be grateful for life because life, there is no amount of money on this planet that can buy you life. Mm. When I have, I have had it well, should I say, to be around people who are on the, their last leg before they transition. Mm. And one man that he was begging for water. He, would, he, he lived in a million pound house and he was begging for just a drop. You know that little cutting that the kids have their drinks in? Yeah. You know yeah. the straw, that little straw? Yeah. We had to dip in that to just drop in the straw. Oh. And that, I thought of that scripture of the rich man and Lazarus yeah. when he was begging for water. So with all the negativity and everything, the fact that you even have life, there can be a change. It's what you say to yourself. Is what you think about yourself. What do you think about yourself? What do you want? To, you don't have to have all the millions in the bank. Mm. And some somebody even wishes to be in your position, mm. but you might not know. Mm. But when you're grateful for that little life, mm. that little place that you are, that you think you have nothing, mm. when you're grateful for that, something great will happen. Mm. But until you see that, you will not see the bigger picture until you see how you were so blessed. Yeah. I'm not talking about material things. I'm not talking about, I am just talking about life. Mm. And when you have that, then you will see and understand how it is to have life. So don't let, I know the wars, the days, but be grateful for the person that you are. Mm. And you know, I, I was spending time with, when I'm not all doing all this, I spend time with the vulnerable, bedbound people, palliative people that have been told within 24 hours you're going. And one guy, he's got this, it's a multiple, the disease that has made his nerves, his legs are cramped up and all oh, that. Right. And he's lived life. Right. And he said, Nana, look at me. And this is, I, I said, I know I'm not in this position, but you're talking to me, you can eat, mm. we're watching TV, mm. you're laughing. Somebody cannot talk, somebody cannot see, somebody cannot even move their, their fingers, yeah. but you can. And you, you know what he said? Yeah, you're right. So, no matter what circumstances that you are in, be grateful. Be grateful. And when you're grateful, things begin to change. And Grat you see the positiveness in life. Yeah, I was going to say, gratitude is an, amazing, is an amazing thing. And it's something that we all do need to kind of really lean into. And, and as you say, be grateful. The fact that we are here, you know, and every day, I guess, is a new opportunity as well for all of us. Yeah. Um, so I guess my... My final question to you would be, what, what, is, what is 2024 looking like for you? Well, I'm grateful that I'm alive. Yeah. I am thankful for family, for friends, new friends. I'm thankful that I get to see 2024. And 
I know that in the in the calendar of my heavenly Father, He has great things for me. I take every day at a time. I I spend time in His presence so that He give me that wisdom to move on because it's is a new is a new slate. Yeah, it's yeah. a new slate. There's some that we continue. There's some that He's going to bring. So I'm just excited. That I am alive to see this year yeah. and, and bigger things to come. Amazing. Um, I've just had a really great chat with you. I could speak to you actually all day because you're just so radiant. You're just spreading a lot of positivity and doing great things out there. Um, so I really want to thank you. Thank you so, so much for your time with us today, Nana. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Our pleasure. Thank you for sharing your incredible journey and your insights with us. Um, got to say to everybody out there, follow Cathod Voices for Change to stay tuned with what we're doing, stay tuned with our upcoming episodes. So until next time, take care. See you soon. And thanks again for listening.